Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Keeping It Real with Caramel. I have Mr. Mark Justin on the line. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here, Caramel. Almost oh, definitely. We're going to be talking about some good things, you know? We're going to be talk, telling the audience about some good things that's going on with you anyway. Can you tell people a little bit about you and where you're from? Sure. So um, I, I'm the owner of uh, company High Thrive Coaching. Uh, what we do is we help marriages. Mostly um, a lot of our audience are people who um, are having a lot of marriage troubles. Most of them um, really extreme, dire <laughs> marriage troubles, um, such that a lot of our clients are actually trying to patch it back together on their own. So we teach people some relationship skills, communication skills, just to get the relationship back and running again um, so that we can get the other partner involved and get everything fixed up. Okay, so where where are you located? Um, Me personally, uh, I live in Pennsylvania, but you know, we're a it's a global company. So I have employees all over the world, some in Europe, some in South America, uh, some here in the United States. Okay. Awesome. So you said that you, um, help people with their marriages. Mm -hmm. And so my question to you is what is a good marriage? Well, uh, I do think that a great marriage is one that allow, uh, offers support for what people are are needing in their life. So for instance, um, you know, for me, I, I really look for, you know, in my own marriage with my wife, I I look for a lot of connection. I look for someone who is going to help me push me forward and get, help me to accomplish things. But, you know, for the most part, it's, it's a great marriage is one where you can both give and receive feedback. So you can go to them and say, okay, this is what I need. And they'll listen to that, or these are some of my concerns, and they'll listen to that. Right. Awesome. Yeah, I believe in sometimes marriage is about communication as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't have a good marriage or a great marriage if you don't have any communication or no loyalty. Yeah. Correct? Uh, I'm sorry, say that again? You can't have a... You cannot have a good marriage if you don't have any communication oh, or loyalty. You're, yeah, absolutely Right. Right. So I know there's a lot of marriages um, that has cheating. Mm-hmm. So what advice will you give a person if they was cheating in their marriage and they're trying to get back with their, their spouse? Well, I think it really depends on the circumstances. Sometimes affairs are happening and the cheating partner still wants to maintain the marriage in some way. Um, you know, they, they tend to be uh, a little bit more repentant or they want to, to fix things. Uh, other times the, there's a cheating partner and they have already disconnected from the relationship and really don't really care about the damage that's being done. And, you know, depending on that sort of dynamic, the advice might be different, but almost always, um, I, I like to first, you know, try to examine, okay, what's actually driving the affair and see if that can be uh, addressed in some way. So if the, um, for instance, if the cheating partner is depressed, if they are, um, you know, if they're feeling unloved, if they're feeling a, a lack of connection, we have to figure out what's actually causing the behavior in the first place. I do think that we need to also be very mindful of 
set in clear boundaries. Uh, I also think that, um, you know, especially for those partners who are checked out and disconnected from the, the relationship, uh, that there does need to be some amount of drawing that cheating partner back in before they even want to consider the marriage again. I mean, so like, I, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm explaining all over the place here, but it's, it really is highly dependent on what- It depends on what they, what they did and the circumstances of the relationship. Yeah, so in some instances, for instance, there needs to be a high amount of focus on, uh, well, I mean, in all cases, there needs to be a high amount of uh, focus on repair, uh, as in making sure that the victim in this case, it feels a little bit more secure or safe, that there's a lot more transparency uh, and and what's going on in both partners' lives. I mean, there it's it's not a simple matter to just say, okay, well, what do you do with an right. affair? Right, right, exactly. So, do you believe that um, some of the voices, the voice that be happening in marriages, is because of finance? Uh, well, I do think that it can play a factor, uh, especially in couples where. A certain you know they have certain values that involve like a really luxurious lifestyle or if there are uh, problems with things like gambling I, I tend to look at problems with finances as almost like white noise uh, it, it can provide stress into a situation and you know if you start stacking on different stressors uh, it becomes difficult or more difficult to have that patience and um, overlook some of the other faults in the relationship. So it's definitely something that, you know, when you stack it with other things, it can lead to marriage trouble. Right. And uh, in your bio, um, it said that you do different from traditional um, counseling. Mm -hmm. What is the difference that you do? So uh, there is both a philosophical difference uh, as well as just a process difference. Um, I think the easier to explain is is the process. So we tend to have a bit more of a comprehensive approach, meaning mm-hmm. uh, my, my team, we meet individually with the clients. We also run uh, group calls led by members of my, my team every day of the week. So people can come in, let's say that, uh, you know, you had a big fight with your, your partner and you need someone to like talk to. Well, there's a, a meeting where they can just pop in and ask a question every single day of the week. Uh, we also, on top of that, I am constantly putting out training videos and worksheets. So we have a library of tools uh, to help, you know, help people to study up on some of the skills that they might need on their own. Uh, we've right. created a community around this as well. I mean, so there, it's a big comprehensive program but even philosophically i i do feel like a lot of times when people go to a traditional therapist if they were to look at a lot of the cases that we take they would automatically say okay well there's no chance of this working out um they would say okay well your partner is out the door um there's nothing you can do and you know time and time again we've uh helped our clients to settle that those situations down and uh, help their spouse to come back to the relationship. I, and I was going to ask you that next because I was, that was on my next list mm-hmm. was um, if a, a spouse wants to leave, how do you know you get them to come back? And 
you know, because if they if their mind is set on I'm leaving, I I don't want you know to be with this person. Mm-hmm. So how do you help them get their spouse back? Well, I, I do think that there are certainly some cases where the um, the relationship is too far gone, or if we have a a partner who is absolutely determined to leave, I you know in. If that's the case, then I, I tend to uh, steer the our coins in, in another direction, helping them to see what went wrong and how to avoid similar mistakes in the future. But a lot of cases, there is a little bit of teetering back and forth, and you know, a someone who presents as very stubborn or very determined might not be 100% that way. Uh, what I tend to look at, you know, a lot of my clients come to me and. They they're not even really sure why their spouse left. They just you know, oddly enough, a lot of them right. just like up and leave and leave my, you know the clients that come my way surprised. Uh, so we take a, a good hard look at okay what what were the concerns, what were the complaints that were coming out. I mean very obvious things, but then we go a little bit deeper and we look at okay well underneath those complaints what were they really looking for. Um, a lot of times there's some misinterpretations or misunderstandings between the spouses. So I help my clients develop some consistent messaging. I help them make some changes just to settle things down and stop causing damage within their relationship. Uh, we really work with hard with them to, from that point, once we get to a kind of a neutral position, we work on building up some comfort and trust, not really pushing so much for the relationship right away, just uh, or the marriage, I should say, but building up the relationship, like how much they actually like each other before actually pushing right. for any more commitment. Right. So do you believe um, that a lot of marriages um, fall short is because of the way they um, was raised in their family? Um, they didn't have a stable um, parents. Like, you know, their their marriage was was off a little bit and that's what the kids see and so when they got married um it came like it went to them as well, well i think there's a, a few factors yep. that that play into it. and i do think um how we are raised is one of them uh for instance mm-hmm. you know I, I i consider myself fortunate in that i had uh you know parents that they celebrated several years ago now their 50th anniversary and they're they're doing well oh, wow. uh, so my, my wife her her parents are not quite as old, but <laughs> are reaching uh, about it as long married as well. But um, I, mm-hmm. I do think that a lot of people, well, our society, we don't really try and teach our kids relationship skills. Uh, I remember uh, when my wife and I were considering getting married, we thought, okay, well, we want to do this right. Um, so mm-hmm. why don't we take a pre-marriage course? We, Our church was offering one and we went into it, but looking back on it, you know, they were really well-intentioned, but it was a garbage course, essentially. It, it, it didn't really, it didn't help at all. Uh, and that was right. you know, because I we sought that out. And that's not the case for many people. So right. when you combine that, like a lot of people just don't have the, the skills there. Combine that with, um, right. you know, specific trends within marriage. If you think about it, like it's really great. Marriage is wonderful the first few years because you have all this time and energy 
And then what happens is kids come and extra responsibilities come and bills come. And statistically, we can see that there's a big dip in terms of happiness, uh, you know, right around a few years after most people are getting married and that it doesn't start to get better until about 20 years later when the kids start moving out of the home and people get their finances in order and, and all that. And so you combine poor skills with extra stressors um, and you know a long period of time where they're not really sure what how to fix it and the result is marriage problems yeah because yeah because of the stress and and things that they wasn't you know didn't know how to take care of yeah i agree with that yeah so like if you look at this let's you know if you think about it let's say that you're having a Mm -hmm. bad day um you have bad days right yeah you know yeah 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 bad is and what what happens is we tend to be a little bit more selfish a little bit more angry it's harder to be a little bit more patient um and so you combine that with a lot more stressors and over time you know people tend to be a little bit more selfish and so we have less time less energy to invest in our partner and it just you get all sorts of results like a a disconnection over time or you get a rise in discord between the the two partners and you know all sorts of things yeah that's true so when you give advice to marriage couples um how do they respond to you well um i always assume that the first piece of advice that i'm going to give is going to fail Uh, oh, and here, here's the okay. thing, like giving advice is really easy. Uh, you know, it's really easy to say, you know, right. maybe go out on more dates, stop fighting, you know, say this instead of that. Uh, what the real work is, though, is uh, figuring out why there's resistance to solutions. So like if I go and, you know, if I actually have a couple working with me and I say, OK, well, you're not spending enough time with each other in you know pleasant, enjoyable interactions like dates. And I say, go and have a date. And they'll be like, they'll, they'll come back and they'll be like, okay, we went on a date and it was terrible. See, you know, our, oh, wow. our, yeah. our marriage is doomed or something like that. And um, right. so th- that's where the real work comes in. And, you know, there's something, there's some sort of pattern that they keep visiting over and over again that creates resistance to these solutions. Uh and that's right. uh, so I, I expect <laughs> there to be some trouble, some resistance, some complaints from the advice that I give. Right, because no one's going to always well, agree with you. Otherwise, if if it was that easy, if, if it was that, just if... as easy as me saying go out and have some more dates, or be nicer to each other, or respect each other a little bit more, they right. would have solved their problem already. That's true. That's true. Because they will be like, yeah, we don't right. need you, you know? So, so, um, the reason why they do come is because they do need you because they don't know how to c- communicate. Yeah, they, they, there's they don't something know how- that's fueling the behavior that, that's going on. So the selfish partner, there is something fueling that and it, it makes sense to them or the partner who shuts down and won't talk. Something is fueling it and it make, you know, it's rewarding in some way or, you know, and I can go on and on right. the angry partner. You know and anyways yeah right 
Right. right. So, you know, besides um, you being a, a marriage counselor or expert, what else projects do you have going on? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, we, we <laughs> no, I mean, like, I we actually do have other things going on. So we, we've got okay. uh, the company, you know, we grew from just you know, myself and my business partner several years back. Uh, we started taking on, you know, hiring more team members like two years ago. And now we're at this place where, you know, as owners, um, we can take a step back and don't really have to work on in the business quite so much. So now we're looking at uh, acquiring other businesses. Um, I, I'm a particular interest of mine is I, I'd like to start another program uh, in a similar vein, uh, except the problem would be helping people with behavioral addictions, specifically um, pornography addictions. I think it's a an area. Yeah. Um, just to get kind of give it a reason why um, something like pornography addiction is not recognized as a mental health problem uh, according to the American Psychological Association so in case you're not aware like the there's a big bible of mental disease called the DSM the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disease and there's there's a diagnosis criteria for things like gambling addiction or for you know other behavioral addictions but not something like this and i think yeah. in our, this day and age where we're increasingly more digital i do think there are a lot of people who are struggling with that and it's causing relationship troubles it's causing you know other problems in their life um and i'm not talking about say the casual a consumer of pornography, but there are people who, where it does cause a lot of problems. Uh, and I don't think it's being focused I mean, I, I agree with that because there, there are a lot of, of people that, um, you know, is addicted to that, you know, and it does cause problems in a relationship, you know, well, it, it's I mean, starting to become a, a growing business. Uh, so, you know, I've done a little bit of research and there's all sorts of companies popping up in terms of, you know, internet filters or accountability programs, um, 12 step groups and whatnot. But I think all of those are missing the mark. Uh, and so, you know, I, I think I have something to add, <laughs> at least in that arena. That's, that's, well, Mark, awesome. If you got something to add, I mean, you experience into what you got going on and that's awesome. So if anybody want to contact you that has marriage problems or want to spice up their marriage a little bit or, you know, um, have a good marriage, but still missing something out of it. Um, so how do they well, contact they can you? get a hold of us in a few different ways. They can go to our website, uh, www.highthrivecoaching.com. If they want to actually, you know, get a free consultation to see if anything is a good fit in terms of our programs, just the same website, just highthrivecoaching.com slash apply. They can also check out, um, you know, I have a weekly podcast myself where I just put out uh, marriage tips, marriage advice. Um, they, you can find that on YouTube at our YouTube channel, High Thrive Coaching. You can also look us uh, up on Facebook. We have the Thriving Marriage Facebook group. We're close to, I think, about 50,000 members there these days. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Two different ways. Yeah. We, awesome. That is awesome because, you know, people that's married wants a good marriage and you're the one that they need to come Absolutely. to. Right, Mark? Yeah. Tell them. I, come I to have me. the answers. <laughs> I mean, they, they just need to listen to me. <laughs> 
I know, right? <laughs> They're like kids, right? Never listen, but, you know, do their own thing. But I just want to thank you, Mark, for being up here with me and talking to me a little bit. And um, tell Heather I said hello. And um, you take care and keep doing what you're doing. Put these right. marriages together. Thanks for having me. You know? And um, you're welcome. Right. You take care, okay? Okay, bye.